I want to welcome you to Web Church this Sunday. I just believe that you're going to be blessed today. I trust that the last week has just been a time of discovery of the greatness of God's grace. I believe that God is good and that He's only good. And in this session, you're just going to hear more about God's goodness. Amen. You know, this week we've had a wonderful testimony. A lady that uh, saw me on television sent me an SMS. Now, an SMS is a text message for those of you who don't know what an SMS is. Um, She sent me a text message and asked me to pray for somebody that couldn't breathe properly. Now, I didn't know how severe the sickness was or the problem was, and I just prayed. And, uh, well, I sent a message back, and this is the way I prayed. I sent a message back and said, I agree with you that she will be healed in Jesus' name right now. She went to the lady, prayed for her, and she was healed immediately, and she couldn't breathe by herself at all, and was on a machine. They took the machine off, and she was completely healed. Isn't that awesome? That is the power of God, and God manifesting His love, which He has already shown upon the cross, and in the resurrection in people's lives today. Hallelujah. Now that was just such a blessing to me. Even myself, I went through a time where I had such a throat infection, God just healed me. I, I struggled with it for a couple of days and I found somebody, he prayed for me and from that moment I just started to experience, a, a, it, it was just much better. I was so, um, I went through such a time of sickness, this infection went to my ear, eardrums and um, I couldn't keep my balance properly. And I didn't even drink the right tablets. I just said, well God, thank you that you just um, heal me and I continued to stand in the message of grace, to rest in the message of grace. Now, that wasn't a rest that said, well, um, confessing every day, all the, all the day long. It was a rest in the fact that Jesus Christ upon the cross brought healing for me. And even if it didn't manifest the first time I prayed about that, or I uh, spoke the healing of God, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I am healed miraculously anyway. And even if I would stay sick, and even if it would happen that I would die of that sickness, nothing could separate me from the love of God, as we explained in the previous session, and I would receive my healing, even if it is in heaven, and I would receive a glorified body, even if it's only in the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, nothing can separate me from that. The fact that I didn't receive that healing the first day uh, that I prayed about it, doesn't change the fact that God approves of me, that God loved me, that God cares for me. And man, here am I, 100% healed. Isn't God good? The doctor even said, I went to the doctor, it was, it, it was severe. I went to the doctor, the doctor said, listen, this is a, um, you actually need to come for uh, injections, a series of injections, if it's not cleared uh, or any, any better in two days. Man, and I even, I didn't even drink the antibiotics. I I thought I did, but I think I was a bit drunk um, because of the sickness and I, I drank the wrong tablets. Man, and I am healed. I thank God for everybody that knew about this, that prayed for me. I, could, I experienced the prayers of people praying for me. And I mean, that is just what happened in my life this week. The sickness wasn't nice, but thank God for, what, for the good that Jesus Christ has done upon the cross and that could manifest in my life today. And I realized one thing. We are not made for the law. We are not made for condemnation. Imagine I could go and sit down and say, 
Oh, you know, what have I done wrong? Um, what hidden sin is there in my life? What sin is there in my... Uh, what sin has my parents done? Or what curse is there upon me that I don't receive my healing right now? Now, I don't know why I haven't received it right away. It doesn't matter. What I do know is that what Jesus Christ has done upon the cross is sufficient, that the grace of God is sufficient to bring that healing and to manifest that healing. Hallelujah. You know, my sister had the very same thing about, I think, a month ago, and she was hospitalized with that. And um, with the best doctors and the best medicine. But we, I mean, here am I. Thank God for that. Thank God for the grace of God. We stood upon the Word of God, the message of God's grace. We received healing and uh, we can preach the gospel all over the world today and that is such an honor for me to do that i just want to welcome you again to web church web church is a church where we want people all over the world to feel that they can have a home a place where they can feel welcome a place where they can feel it is personal where they can hear the message of god's grace and where they can receive the proper pastoral care over the web because there are so many churches all over the world, it doesn't preach the message of grace. Like uh, Joseph Prince said, uh, he said somebody came to him and said to him, you, um, you don't make much of sin. He says, yes, um, and so are there many people that don't make much of the cross of Jesus Christ. So we want to make much of the cross. We want to make much of what Jesus has done for us. We want to put great emphasis on the righteousness of God. You know, our faith is much greater and there's so much more faith in the righteousness of God than in the sin of man. The righteousness of God um, outweighs the sin of man by far. And the righteousness of God will get people to live happy, fulfilled lives and to walk in the blessing that God has intended for them. And that's what God has got for you. Amen. And in Web Church, that is our vision. To see people established in the grace of God. To see people fulfilled in what God has done for them in Jesus Christ. And, like I said, to have people cared for pastorally properly. If you've got any questions, if you've got anything that you need to know about the message of grace, or you feel you want to belong to a church that is grace-based, you are so welcome at Web Church. You don't have to be this um, holy angel uh, doing everything right to become part of this church. This church is a place that accepts people, that wants to welcome people in, and then the grace of God will bring the acceptance they need, it will bring the change they need, without, like I said in the previous sessions, without God's focus on changing you. But God is more interested in who you are than in changing you. But the moment you get something, I mean, the moment you get God in your life, He's such an influential person, He's such a, a ball of love and fun to be around with, that you can't but change. You can't but forgive. You can't but be excited about the cross. You can't but have Jesus on your lips. So, don't try to get Jesus on your lips. Get more in the grace of God and you'll find your heart is full of Jesus and that will bring a change in your mouth. It will bring a change in your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to read something here from Galatians before we pray and speak a little bit about finances and pray for the sick and get into the service. Um, It says, Christ has set us free to live a free life. So, take your stand. 
Never again let anyone put a hardness of slavery or a harness of slavery on you. Christ has set us free, so let nobody ever put a harness of slavery on you. God has set us free. And what happens to the church so many times is there's a harness of slavery that gets into their minds and they are put under that harness. Called submission, called tithing, called um, doing things to be blessed of God, called spiritual principles besides um, faith um, and all those type of things. And that just brings people to bondage. It looks good. It sounds good. It's like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It looks as if it can bring life. But when you partake of it, you find out that that which was ordained unto life actually brings death in your life, like Paul wrote in Romans chapter 7. So, um, let nobody put a harness of slavery on you. The moment any one of you submits to circumcision, now listen to this, or any rule-keeping system, at that same moment, Christ's hard-won gift of freedom is squandered. Man, isn't that powerful? I want you uh, to get a, a hold of a message translation. If you don't have a message translation, get one. You can download one from the internet. Get eSword. If you don't have eSword, download it. Make some study in the Word of God. Spend some time in the Word of God in these different translations with a purpose to see Christ. With a purpose to see Jesus. This Bible is there to... The purpose, the reason why God gave it was... To contain scriptures so the Holy Spirit can use that scripture and reveal Christ unto you. Reveal Jesus unto you. So, whenever you read the Bible, try and see Jesus. Ask the Father, say, Father, thank you that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you reveal Jesus unto me while I read the Bible. And as He reveals Jesus, you will see the grace of God, you will see the mercy of God, you will see the unconditional love of God, in scriptures where you normally saw judgment, you'll find a change in your, in your uh, way, in the way that you read the Bible. Now listen to this and listen to how powerful this is. The Bible says, the moment, now this is the message translation, the moment any one of you submits to circumcision or any other rule-keeping system, at that same moment, Christ's hard-won gift of freedom is squandered. I repeat by warning, the person who accepts the ways of circumcision trades all the advantages of the free life in Christ for the obligations of the slave life of the law. Man, isn't that just straight out blunt to the point, the way it's supposed to be said. If you, get, if you become part of any law system, and this is what he says here, any rule-keeping system, and so many times, forget about preachers trying to put it on people, we put it upon ourselves. It's not just the fault of preachers that preach the law. We are as guilty, people as guilty, because our nature so many times just uh, um, want a, a law over us. But the moment we get into the grace of God, and we can from the start accept the message of grace. Oh, hallelujah. Your mind will not want that, in, that law anymore. It will only want grace. We'll only want the freedom that Christ has given. Now let's just read this again and then we're going to pray. It says, The moment any one of you submit to circumcision or any other rule-keeping system, at that same moment Christ's hard-won gift of freedom is squandered. I repeat my warning. 
the person who accepts the ways of circumcision trades all the advantages of the free life in Christ for the obligations of the slave life of the law. Now we are not slaves. We are sons, like I said last Sunday. We are the sons of God. Not by what we do. We are the sons of God because we are born sons under the message of grace. So let's renew our minds. Let's get our minds into the grace of God and be transformed by the renewal of our minds so that we can experience the very good and, and perfect will of God. And the will of God is salvation. So without you renewing your mind away from the law-keeping system, how will we ever experience the freedom that there is in Jesus Christ? Amen. Now, Vessel and Annette has been on honeymoon for this week. They're back on Tuesday. And uh, then we will upload some of the new testimonies that we've received. And I want you to go and read that. It is so powerful. It is so life-changing. Just to see what God has done in the lives of others. We receive um, emails, text messages on a daily basis where people just testify on the good that happened in their lives, where they ask for prayer and where they see the, um, the manifestation of the goodness of God in the lives of people. There was a person that their house was full of demons in India. And they wrote a, a letter and email, asked me to pray for them. We prayed. The lady, the, the house, of course, uh, if, if she was delivered. The house is clean through just accepting the cross. That's it. Through accepting what Jesus Christ has done. Everything is clear and free. She got saved. She's even praying for other people today and the sick's getting healed through her. Man, isn't that awesome? That is the power of God. So, get into those testimonies, read through it, listen to it. And as you um, get your mind established in the grace of God, you will experience the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Now, let's just pray together. Father, I thank you that as we go into this service, that people will just have a relaxed mind and heart, ready to believe your message of grace open for your message of grace. And they will say, my God, thank you to speak to me. I thank you for faith, Father, that comes forth in the hearts of people as we minister your word and that your word produces faith in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I can't tell you how excited I am to move down to uh, Malmesbury in the Cape. I just believe that the Lord has just shared with me on what we're going to do and how we're going to go about. He's just done it in short and I know he will elaborate on that, but I know that God is going to do such great things through people, through this ministry in that area. Thank you that you are a part of this ministry. If you are just listening to this today, you're already a part of it. If your heart is in the message of grace, you are part of this ministry. If you pray for me, if you pray for the people of this ministry, you're already part of the ministry. Hallelujah. If you contribute financially, you are part of this ministry and of what we do. Amen. And you are spreading the message of God's grace all over the world. Amen. You know, I know one thing for sure. That there's only one gospel. There's no other gospel. This is one gospel. The gospel of grace. The gospel of what Jesus Christ has done. And what we're going to make sure is that we preach a message that somebody will never get harnessed into the, um, with the, the law, into the slavery of the law. That we will never provide a harness of the law in these sessions and in our ministry. 
Amen. I can't wait to just go and have another gospel crusade. I can't wait to go and see people being saved under the message of God's grace, to see the signs, wonders, miracles, to see people throw away their crutches and all of those things. You know, with us moving down, we had to change our schedule and a lot of things changed through us uh, moving down to Malmesbury now. Next week, can you believe it, we are moving? And I, oh yeah, I almost forgot, I want to say this. Remember, next Sunday, we will not have a broadcast because we will be on the road. Um, you know, it will just be impossible for us to do that broadcast. So forgive us for that. Next Sunday, you can, man, take that Sunday, go somewhere, go to some beautiful place somewhere and just enjoy the day. Um, I think going out into nature, just enjoying praying, spending some time with the Lord or just enjoying yourself will be the closest thing you can do uh, to coming to the web church. Because this, I enjoy this. It's, it's such a joy to hear the message of grace. Amen. So, um, we had to change a lot of things. And my equipment is about a thousand kilometers from me. All the equipment, the tent and the sound system and all of that. And uh, we didn't have a crusade for the last couple of months. So, I'm really hungry to do a crusade to see the power of God. And what is exciting is some of these crusades... Uh, will be broadcasted live. So you will be able to see what we do in that tent, to see the miracles, to see the power of God, to see how people throw away their crutches live. Man, isn't that awesome? That is, it's wonderful. It's, it's good to know that you can be part of the web church and you can be part of our outreaches and you can sit on the other side of the world praying for us when I lay my hands on the sick. I've done it so many times when I see other preachers, especially when it's live. They lay their hands on somebody that's in a wheelchair. I just command with that man. I say, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. And it's like this force of power from everywhere coming towards that person. He might think it's just this one person speaking to him, but it's people in unity all over the world doing it. So, I can just see this happening. Man, it is awesome. And I just see a year of growth for the ministry, a year of growth in my understanding of the grace of God and a year of growth for you, a year of exactly what's going to happen in my life. That's what I'm going to minister and that's what's going to come towards you and that's what you're going to experience. Hallelujah. So, man, for this year to come, don't just sit and say, oh my God, you know, um, I don't know what's going to happen. This year is going to be the same as the last year and all of that. Now, that's not the truth. Relax, say, my God, I open my mind, give me a dream, give me a vision, speak something in my heart, you speak to me, I qualify for you to speak to me. And God will speak to you and He will work in your heart. You'll find just that thing that you want to do. Do that. Amen. Hallelujah. So, I thank God for that. Now, let's, um, let's open the Bible. Now we're moving to the powerful King James. Amen. <laughs> Let's go to Romans chapter 10. And I want to just uh, pray for, for the sick today and just give you a short teaching on how to release the power of God. Now, if you haven't watched uh, um, Power Talk, man, you're missing out. You should do that. Go and watch that. Meditate as I tell you to do there. And you will find such a peace come to you and power. And it will feel as if you are all of a sudden in a different world. Because that's what's happening. You are changing worlds. 
You are changing from the physical world to the spiritual world. Your spiritual eyes are open. Your mind's open. Your, your spiritual mouth and ears and hands and everything just gets activated and you start to operate in what God has freely given to you. So make sure you get into that. But I want to, I don't want to talk a lot about that now. I just want to speak a little bit about Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Well, that's Acts. Let's go to Romans. The, uh, it says from verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you shall believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with a heart the man believes unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, so many times we've taken the scripture here, and a special scripture in um, Mark 11 verse 23 that says, if you say unto this mountain, then it will be removed. And whatsoever you say, and we've put a great emphasis on what we say. And we've put a great emphasis on our confession. Now I do believe that our confession is a way in which we release the power of God that is in us to manifest for us. Like when somebody is sick. I can walk past somebody that's sick or I can know somebody is sick. But the moment I go to him or the moment I speak and I say, be healed, that's when he receives his healing. If we do a gospel crusade on the Saturday that person will, that comes and receives healing on that Saturday wouldn't have been healed if we haven't had that crusade. So it's not just by the divine will of God that people were healed that time. It is when we came and manifested what God has given unto us. And we manifest that through the laying on of hands or through speaking or, I mean, I see these days the, 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 the pastors are very creative. You know, they, they can blow on somebody or they can say receive it or they can... There's so many ways that they do it in and we think maybe it's in that method. It's not in that method. It's just the way in which he releases his faith. It's the way in which he releases what is already in him because he believes it is in him. So, when you've got sickness in your body, when you've got financial poverty, when you've got those type of things, it will be good to uh, think of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 and the basic principle of faith that is explained and how the release of power and how we receive salvation is explained here. It says, with the heart we believe unto righteousness and then with the mouth confession out of a heart of righteousness is made unto the salvation that you need. Now that word salvation is salvation in many areas. It's not just salvation in the area of going to heaven. That is salvation in its fullest form. It includes a, a new body, it includes healing for your, for your physical body, it includes financial prosperity, it includes friendships, everything. You are saved in every area of your life. There's salvation for your mind, there's salvation for your soul, there's salvation for your marriage, there's salvation for your relationship with people. Salvation, uh, that word to be saved is saved in every area of your life. Now it says if you believe with your heart, now, the way we believe is by hearing the word of grace, by hearing the gospel. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. By what word? By the word of grace. That's what Paul says in Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And as Andrew Romick says, it is the almost too good to be true news. I'm not ashamed of 
the good news of Jesus Christ, that He obeyed on my behalf, therefore I'm obedient, that He is righteous, therefore I'm righteous, that He died for my sins, therefore I am already punished and I will never be punished, that He qualified, therefore I'm qualified. I'm not ashamed of that message. And as I hear that message, faith is produced in my heart. I start to believe in someone. And as I believe in someone, the Bible says, what the heart is full of flows out of the mouth. And when it flows out of your mouth, then it produces power. Amen. You know, so many times uh, we think that just by knowing or taking knowledge about something, it can bring a change in our lives. It's not really the truth. You can believe it in your heart, but the moment you speak it, that's where it's released. If you believe something bad about somebody, I mean, it's got no effect on anybody or in this world until you go and tell it to five or six people or to that person. Then you'll see some reaction. Now, so many times, my wife and I, we will say, but what about this thing? Let's go and see this person and sort this out. And she might say to me, Bertie, you know, let's just leave it. You know, because they might, we might pick up a fight or we, something like that might happen. And then I might say, okay, I think in this case we should leave it or sometimes we will go and confront or speak or bring the, bring the thing to the light and just speak about it. But if we don't say a thing, then there's basically nothing. It will not be sorted out or there will be no fight. So, uh, when you say there's power in what you say with a focus on what you believe, so never think that there's power just in what you say. Your words are powerless without faith in what God has done for you. So, for us who are good news believers, for the Christian, for the born again, born of God, in the grace of God, if your heart is flooded with the message of grace, you can speak. I can speak and it will happen. If I see somebody with a crutch, I can go and I can say, in the name of Jesus, I bring you healing. And when I say that, I don't say it from my mind. I say it from my belief system, believing who I am, believing what is done for me, believing the power of God flows through me, seeing the fire of God, seeing the glory of God, from me identifying with Jesus Christ, from me looking into the mirror, which is the message of grace, which is the message of power, which is the message of I am already like Jesus, fully persuaded of that, I speak and I see a manifestation of power. So I want to say this, if you experience any sickness in your body, if you experience any pain in your body, don't just lie down and l- there hoping for Jesus to heal you. It doesn't work that way. What you do is you make sure that your heart is so full of grace, it's so full of the healing power of God, that your mouth can't but speak it. If you find that you just quiet, you don't want to speak the healing power of God. Don't try and by your cognitive power say, well, I'm going to confess ten times now to be healed. No, don't do that. Make sure you get enough good news into your heart that you find your mouth can't but say, I'm the healed of God. No ways. This sickness in my body, that's not fair. I am healed. I am prosperous. I am delivered from this thing. Every virus is already dead. This very same problem was in the body of Jesus. When I was in that bed and I was sick, you know what came out of my mouth? 
I was lying down there and I was thinking of the cross, I was thinking of Jesus. And I was, as I was thinking of that, and I was thinking of the crucifixion, I saw Jesus upon the cross and came to my mind that the very same infection in my throat was in His body. This thing that was tormenting me was already in the body of Jesus. And as I was thinking of that, I was thinking, this is not fair. No way. And out of my mouth came, I am the healed. You infection, you die right now. I am the healed of God. Amen. And here I said, I am the healed of God. And it manifested. So, whenever you find sickness in your body, make sure you are so much in the message of grace that when that, I want to call it injustice, come your way, immediately out of your mouth, that power will be released, that word of healing that is um, an outflow of the belief system that you have. And then you will see the manifestation of that power. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't just be quiet saying, hoping for something to happen one day. No. You get into the grace of God and you manifest that power. When it comes to finances in my life, I tell you, I don't sit down and say, oh well, it, it seems if I can't pay this thing and I sit there and I worry until tomorrow and then I moan with three of my friends about how we can't pay the things. and that. No. I close my eyes. I see Jesus Christ where He is seated in all wealth and all prosperity. And then I see myself with Him, right there. And as I see Jesus, whatever He wants and desires is given to Him right there. I just receive it. I see it coming to me. And as I see that, and I, I, I all of a sudden I speak, my mouth is just full, because what your heart is full of, comes out of your mouth and I say, we are prosperous. These things are paid for already. We are the blessed of God. Amen. Free from our tithing and our giving. Because I see Jesus and He is high and lifted up. I see Him prosperous. And I see the gospel of Jesus. I am like Him. I can never have any lack. The, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall. I have no needs. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Now that's what you do. And I want to tell you, you're a good news believer. You are somebody that is flooded in the grace of God. The power of the heavens, of the kingdom of God, is in your heart and in your mouth. Never let that yoke, bondage message of the Lord come upon your life and bring death and destruction to you and tell you, you don't qualify to say something. Now listen, you really need to believe something before you really say something and stand up for it. And when you stand up for what you believe by saying and speaking and doing something about it, then you'll find the effect of what you believe. Man, it's like that in the normal world as well. If somebody does something wrong to you, towards you and you stand up and you say, no, that's not right, you're going to find some reaction, either good or bad. But the good thing about the message of grace is when that faith comes into our heart through meditation, through thinking, through pondering, through, through digging in the word well and getting into the messages of God's grace, man, you will just find a faith that's in your heart when you speak. You just find the grace of God manifest. The gospel works. 
Amen. You are the healed of God. Don't expect yourself to become old and then bent over forward, walking like that with osteoporosis through your whole body and sickness in your body and then you've got to go for, for operations and your knees and your backs packing up. And Man, that's nonsense. That is really putting a lot of effort into getting yourself hurt. Get the message of grace. The message of what Jesus has done for you. Identify with Christ by hearing the good news. And I want to say this, and this might sound very vain. Don't listen to any other message but the message of grace. And if you don't know of any other grace preacher, just stay on this website. Don't go anywhere else. Amen. That's what I want to say. I say it out straight. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God that will bring salvation into your life in the area where you desire, in the area where you need that victory, where you need that power. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, that is so awesome. Now, I haven't even gotten to the message and I've already preached for 35 minutes. Now, let's go to... No man, let's first pray for the... uh, I want to pray for you. I just feel such a power in me right now. I want to release this over you. Amen. So, you can just, as an act of your faith, you can just say, I'm going to receive now as Bertie prays. Don't say, well, let's hope the man of God gets something right. Let's just see how he prays now and what words he uses. No. Out of your mouth, let it come. It's touching me now. Now, that's faith. It comes from a heart of belief. Now make sure your heart is full of that belief. Man, it's already full. We've been speaking about this. These words are so saturated with the anointing of God, the faith-building power of God, condemnation-free faith-building words of God's grace. Hallelujah. So, you are receiving your healing today. Amen. If you are struggling to... um, with something in your life, if you're struggling to lose weight, if you're struggling to do something, God can give you the victory in Jesus' name. He has given it to you. You're not the slave of food. Food's your slave. You tell it when you want, want to make use of it, and you tell it when you don't want to make use of it. Food doesn't tell you, come here, and now you're going to eat me. It's not your boss. You're the boss. You are like Christ. Do you think that food rules over Jesus? No ways. He rules over it. So get your stand in Jesus Christ. Know that you rule over food. It doesn't rule over you. Amen. You rule over everything that bothers you and that you think you're addicted to, that you can't be set free. You rule over it already. You're already in victory. And the reason why you want to get rid of it is not because God is putting pressure upon you saying you must come right in this area. It's because you've got a desire to. It's because you realize, man, this is not who I am. I've got a God-given right to live a higher standard of life than what I am experiencing. I'm not going to eat this nonsense of the devil anymore and this nonsense of the law. I am walking in the righteousness and in the love of God. I'm never going to feel condemned one day again because I've got a right to feel accepted. I'm never going to feel... this emotions of depression again. Why? Because I've got a right to feel the dignity and the worth and the acceptance that comes by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And as you believe, I mean, how will you ever confess that if you've never had a word that tells you you are accepted in the beloved? 
That's why it's so important to hear the message of grace. Amen. Tell people about Jesus, man. Tell people about the goodness of God. It's time that Jesus comes back into church. Let me say it again. It's time that Jesus Christ gets back into church. Because church became a religious organization that is all about behavior modification and what you must do for God. It's just, it's many, that's why churches these days so easily unite with the Jews. The Jews and the Christians, they sit in one service, they read out of the Old Testament and they think that that is the two becoming one now. The middle wall of separation between the Christians and the Jews are break, broken down. Everybody comes together now the same because we've all got the same good moral standard of living. We all want to do the right thing. We only ex- ex- uh, uh, expecting the Messiah to come a second time. They're only expecting him to come for a first time. And all of a sudden, you know, we don't see the difference between us and the Jewish way of believing because the problem is that Christians these days are falling so deep into the law that they can't see the difference between a Christian and a Jew. In the time of Paul, when he was preaching, man, he was almost, he was eventually murdered. He was killed for what he preached by the Jews. People, the, the, the church of, of that time, and I said it once, the church of that time, which was zealous about the law, almost killed the apostle of grace Hasn't God sent the Roman soldiers to save him? You can read that in Acts 21. Man, isn't that awesome to think that that is the effect of the law. Get that mindset out of you. It is important to be pure in the message of God's grace. God loves you. He cares for you. He wants you to flow from a perspective and live from a platform of I am in full of God's dignity. I am full of God's worth. I am full of God's life. I am full of the goodness and the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Amen. Now, let's uh, quickly uh, pray for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I just stretch forth my hands by the glory of God. I speak deliverance. I say, church, you are delivered from poverty. You are delivered from sickness. You are delivered from disease. You are delivered from um, these habits that bind you that you want to get rid of. You are the righteousness of God. You are important to God. You are valuable. He paid for you. You are delivered right now. Be now set free from everything that binds you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, Amen, Hallelujah. Just say these words, I have received it. Not I am receiving, I have received it. It's all over now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's get back into the message quickly. And I want to just for 10-15 minutes speak about the love of God. Hallelujah. Well, next year we're starting a daily devotional. So if you want... To receive that will be on the website. You know, you'll have to click and you will receive a short paragraph of grace. Man, just quarter page, half a page maximum. Just about how much God loves you, how much God cares for you, practical things and how to handle situations in your life. Man, I'm so excited about this. You know, somebody came in and wrote, I always thought about, I thought about that. But I thought, oh man, it's going to be too much of an effort. 
and somebody wrote me a text message and said, Bertie, we are so blessed by this message of grace. It's changing our lives. It's bringing peace to our hearts. Don't you want to start a daily devotional so that we can get our minds renewed more into the message of grace? Man, and I just said, well, I'm going to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about that. Let's get to Ephesians chapter 5. Now, I spoke, this was the message that I spoke at uh, Vessel Nyanet's wedding. Um, and I'm just going to touch on this in short. And I just want to speak about the way God feels about you. You know, now, we've spoken about what God has done for you and the practical manifestation of His love, which is, He gave His Son. He made you righteous. All those type of things. Which is awesome. Which will make you feel in your heart that I am the beloved of God. I am accepted by God. Okay? But there's also some emotions that God tries to explain to us in Ephesians chapter 5 by connecting um, our relationship with Him between the relationship of a husband and a wife. It says, The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church. Not by domineering, but by cherishing. Isn't that awesome? The way a husband is supposed to love his wife is not by dominating her, but by cherishing her. Now, God brings this into our relationship with Him. This is what He says. He says, The husband provides provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to the church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. Now, the way God leads us is by cherishing us. You can go into uh, the Webster's Dictionary and just look at the word cherish. Now, I'm so I'm only thinking of it now. I wish I've done that. But think of somebody cherishing somebody else. Really being in awe of that person. Now, that's the way Jesus Christ provides leadership for us. He cherishes us so much, He loves us so much, that we can't but listen to Him because we know He's only got the best for us. Amen. Hallelujah. So, just as the church submits to Christ, as He exercises such leadership, which is by cherishing, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go out, uh, go all out in your love for your wives. Go all out in your love for your wives. Exactly as Christ did for the church. You know, Jesus Christ went all out in His love for us. He didn't just, He didn't keep anything back. You know, so many times when people preach about tithing, it seems to me as if God, Jesus Christ didn't go out all the way for us. He just kept money back. But the rest He did for us, but money He kept back. But that's not the truth and we know that. And remember, I'm not trying to speak about marriage now. I'm trying to speak about the relationship that you have with God. The way Jesus leads you is by cherishing you. Do you feel cherished if somebody puts you in a desert to just lead you there to suffer, to teach you something. Man, that's not the truth. You will not feel cherished by that, even if you say, I do feel cherished about that. You know, God doesn't put you in a hard time to change your character. Now, a hard time will change your character or your behavior, or it might bring forth your belief system. Now, listen, 
in the same way to be cherished will bring forth that which is good in your life. And the way God leads you to a holy life is by cherishing you, by putting value upon you, by telling you you are the apple of His eye, by saying that you are the crown of His creation, by giving you His righteousness as a gift. It's by giving you His righteousness as a gift. And I'm just reminded of this now. And Andrew Romick said the same thing and um, as what I've said to people so many times. When people ask me, Bertie, how much are your CDs or DVDs or products? I tell them it's for a donation of any amount. And if you cannot donate, it's for free. Then it's a gift. It's actually a gift. But if you want to donate, you can. They say, no, but give me a price. Then I want it because I want to pay for it. And then I tell them, if you don't want to receive it for free then you cannot have it. It is a gift. If you want to pay for it, like buying it, then, I'm sorry, you must go to some other preacher and get his stuff, but mine is not for sale. It's a gift and only a gift. Now, I do that because I feel I want to... People are valuable and it's valuable to me to see that all people, rich and poor, can get the message of grace. And I'd rather live by faith than trust in... in, um, in my CD sales. Because then I must promote my CDs again and I must adver- go on an advertising campaign and, and uh, when I stand together with other preachers, then we, we brag about how many CDs we sold. I don't want that. Oh, thank God. You know, when I go to a conference and I'm going to go to a conference soon with other leaders, I'm going to put up all my stuff for a gift of any amount. If you cannot donate, you can have it for free. And I tell you... I'm going to have the most CDs sold, if you want to put it that way, because it's going to be given away. And people will have the message of grace. Now, what I want to say through all of this is, I don't want to get into my CD things, but what I say through this is, it's all about a gift. If you can't take righteousness as a gift, you will never feel cherished. The way God cherishes you, and the way He makes you feel... um, valuable is by certain things and one of the things is to make you righteous by His blood. If you cannot put a great emphasis and great value upon that, you will never feel loved of God because that's the way He loves you. That's a, it's like a husband loving his wife. Now, he t- the way he shows his love towards her is by maybe taking her to the restaurant that night and getting a special table with the best waiter, with a rose in a flower there, or something romantic, with candlelight and nice meal, just the best. That's the way he shows his love towards her. Now, if she doesn't value that, she's not going to feel loved. So, it's very important for us to put our... um, It's very important for us to make the message of grace valuable in our lives. Because that's the way and the channel through which God shows and portrays His love. And the way in which He cherishes you. The way He cherishes you is by taking away poverty. Giving you free blessing and finances as a gift. You will never have the heavenly prosperity if you can't receive it as a gift. It's a gift. Hallelujah. Righteousness is a gift. Healing is a gift. And that's the way in which God cherishes us and the way He leads us. The way God leads you to a healthy life is by dying for you and taking your sickness upon Him. That's the way He leads you to a healthy life. 
Now, uh, let's read it again. It says, The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to the church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. Man, isn't that powerful? By God's actions of love, by God's deeds of love, you feel so accepted and that is His example unto you and that's how we start live because we see that all the time. The way you see your leader live is the way you start to live. It's just the way it is. So just as the church submits to Christ, as He exercises such cherishing leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husband, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Isn't that awesome? The love of God is marked by giving. So if you look at the love of God, it's a love that it's got, it's marked. The, the, um, what's written on that love is giving. God gives to you. When you speak about the love of God, it shouldn't be marked with your love to God or your love for your neighbor. It should be marked with God's love for you. That's the love of God. Amen. His love is marked with giving and not getting. Amen. So, when you think of the love that God has for you, it's not your giving towards God. It's not your giving towards your neighbor. It's God's giving towards you. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ's love, Christ's love makes the church whole. Isn't that awesome? What will make you whole is the love of God. It's the message of God's grace. It's the message that He accepts you. It's the message that He loves you the way you are without a vision to change you because um, He doesn't like you the way you are. If you want change in your life, go to God and He will help you to change there. But the reason for that is because that's what you desire and His desire is for you to have your desire and your needs met. That's why you will experience change. If you want to stop smoking, for instance, the reason why God will help you to stop to smoke is because in Jesus Christ He delivered you from all addiction and because you want to stop. Because He wants to help you with something you really want and then He will show you His love by telling you that in Jesus Christ you are already set free. And as you believe it, as you can agree with God, and by faith, all the speakers say, I am free, and I receive it, I am free. You'll experience freedom that day. But that stopping you to smoke is not because God is fed up with you smoking. Hallelujah. If you can get that into your mind, man, it is so liberating. The reason, if, if I struggle with, with uh, something, and I go to God, and I say, my God, I thank you that I, I, I want to change in this area. The reason why He changes me, the reason why change comes by the message of grace, the reason why the power of the Holy Spirit manifests with a purpose to change me is because it is the best for me and it is my desire. It's because I want it. Amen. God is so happy with you that He's not going to try and change your habits every day because He, he can't stand it out anymore. He loves you. 
But if you can come to the realization that there's a higher life for you, there's a better life for you than a life of sin. There's a better life for you than a life of rejection. There's a better life for you than a life of judgment and condemnation and feeling guilty and depression and all of that. The moment you, do, you realize that and you can come to Him and you can say, My God, this life of depression, this life of feeling um, accused every day is not for me. It's not what you've given towards me. If you can say that, say, My God, I want this to change in my life. And you see the message of grace, you will find change coming towards you. Amen. But I want to tell you this, pastors and preachers put so much more pressure on change than what God does. He has already changed you in His eyes in Jesus Christ, from death to life, from defeat to victory, from poverty to prosperity. And what the only reason why He would want you to change is because He's already given you a better life. He wants you to change from poverty to prosperity because prosperity is so much better. But He's not going to force it down your throat. So come to God and know that as you spend time with Him, you will just like a father and a child or two friends talk and you will discover the things that He's freely given to you. And as He talks to you about prosperity, as He talks to you about healing, as He talks to you about... uh, as he, talk, as he talks to you about freedom from um, addiction and all of those type of things, you will just say, my God, this is so true. Is that for me? Yeah, it's for you. You know you're free from that. You don't have to worry about that. Man, and you will walk out there and by faith you've received it out of your conversation and deep relationship with God based on the message of grace and not condemnation. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Surround yourself with friends that believe the good news. If you can find people like that, don't spend time all the time with somebody that's in the law. That tries to convince you of the message of the law. Spend time with people that are in grace. And if you have spent any time with somebody else that's in the law, the purpose is to tell him the message of grace. Not to change him. To give him the message of grace. That's all. Don't try to change the way he speaks. If he says, you know, you know, I'm going to be poor. Don't tell him, don't speak about that. Or if somebody says, you know, I feel so sick. I'm sick of this. Don't tell him, don't say, you're not allowed to say, you're not allowed to say you are sick. You know, your sickness is going to come over you. Man, that's not the truth. It's, that's the lie. That's the law mentality. Don't say that. Don't try to change what people say. What we can do is just portray a gospel of grace where people stand perfect before God because of Jesus. And when they believe that, the necessary change will come into their lives. Amen. Know this, God loves you. Christ's love, Christ's love makes the church whole. What will make you whole is the love of God. His words evoke her beauty. Isn't that beautiful? Man, get a message. The translation is so powerful. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her now by what he says in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. Isn't that awesome? God went all the way in his love for you in Jesus Christ. He went all the way. He didn't keep anything back. His love is what makes you whole. 
His words of affirmation and confirmation and beauty brings forth your beauty. It brings forth, um, it evokes your beauty. His words of acceptance, not His works of consciousness of sin. His words of acceptance. Everything He does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Dressing her in dazzling white silk. Now, this is the way, guys, everything He has done in Jesus and what He says dresses you in a word of righteousness that says you are righteous. You are in this dazzling white beauty of holiness, clothed in righteousness, accepted before God. Amen. That's how He loves you. Amen. Radiant in holiness. And that is how the husband ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they are already one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No one, no, he feeds and pampers it. And that's what God does with us. If God puts you through the desert to teach you something, he's putting Christ through the desert. If he should give you cancer to teach you something, he would be, he would be giving Jesus cancer. If God puts you in a place where you struggle in your work to teach you something there for the purpose to bring holiness into you, He's putting Jesus through there. And it would be unfair towards Jesus. This life, and in this life, we, get, we are put into hard situations. Then sometimes, through wrong belief system, we put ourselves in a situation like that. Now, it's not God putting you there. It's you putting yourself there because you think that's how God teaches you to become holy and to become righteous and to be cleansed. No, He cleanses you by His blood. He clothes you with holiness through His words which dresses you in dazzling white silk. His beautiful words evokes your beauty. The reason why you are still struggling with... uh, things in your behavior is because you haven't heard these words of affirmation in that area. You have not clothed your mind with who you are out of what He says about you in that area. And so many times people, and this is such a false teaching in the church and in the lives of people, thinking that they need to put themselves in a place where that dirty thing or that thing they struggle with will will now really come forth. It's like somebody says, he says, he, he doesn't like the certain preacher, but his wife does. So he went to this preacher and he could never pray in tongues. But at that meeting now, he started to pray in tongues. He says, that's just the way God does it. The one you don't like is the one he's always going to use. Man, that's a lie. It's because he believes that, that he only receives from God at people, from people that irritate him. And the people that don't irritate him, that really love him, he can't receive anything from that and he's now starting to irritate them. Because of his wrong belief system. If he could get rid of that belief system, he would receive in one day a million times more than he could ever receive in that way of believing. Man, isn't... (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk. That's through what he does and through what he says. Radiant with holiness. 
So you don't need a hard time or a difficult boss to teach you something. You need to hear what God says about you so that your life can be clothed with the goodness of God. No one abuses his own body. If God puts you through a hard time to teach you something, all of a sudden Jesus will start to suffer at the right hand of the Father. He will start to go through a hard time. He will start, if you start to perish, then He will start to perish. God will never, ever, ever do that to you. <laughs> Teaching like that, a, a mindset like that is born from the pit of hell. It's not the will of God. It's not the power of God. It's not what God wants for you. It's not His desire for you. He only wants the best for you. And if God would do that to you, He would do it to Jesus. And the way God the Father pampers Jesus, the way He feels about Jesus, the way He treats Jesus, the way He honors Jesus, is the way He does it to you. Because you are the body. You are the body of Christ. Man, isn't that awesome? You're the body of Jesus. So, no one abuses his own body. No, He feeds it and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church. Since we are part of his body. And this is why a man leaves his father and mother and cherishes his wife. Because he's part of her. Let's read it again. You know, when I read it, it's almost too good to be true. It's it's the almost too good to be true gospel. It it must be the gospel. Let's read again. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church. Since we are part of his body. He feeds us. And pampers us. Hallelujah. You might say, Bertie, but that's just this pampering message. Well, thank God. While you suffer, I'm being pampered by Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm being spoiled with the good things that comes from the throne of God. I'm being spoiled with the message of God's grace. I'm being spoiled with healing and wealth and joy and peace and a good marriage and children that loves God and well, I'm, I'm just spoiled with that while others might suffer out in the desert trying to do it by their own works I want to encourage you become jealous in such a way this is, this is what the Bible says the Jews will become jealous of the Christians because they will be working themselves half to death to receive what the grace people already has received in one, me- in one second they will say man but these people they are really righteous they are really blessed they are really happy and they all received that for free and I've worked for it. That will provoke them to jealousy so that they can say, but God, I also want that. Amen. Now, the message of God's grace is the power of God in your life. And all you can do is say, my God, I thank you for this unconditional love. Hallelujah. You know what's so wonderful why I say this? Uh, while I say this, it comes to my mind so wonderful. To think that in Web Church, this is all we're ever going to hear. This message. And practical things. In the sessions to come, I'm going to talk about how you get right to love your neighbor. How do you get right to love yourself? How do you get right to, to give and all of those type of things. We're still going to talk about that. Maybe in sessions to come, I still want to do a couple of Sundays more on just how much God loves you. So that your heart can be established in this. And don't just listen to this once, listen to it over and over. The amazing thing is, it's never going to change. This is what we're going to minister. This is what we, our daily devotional is going to be about. Every session on the website is all about this in different areas of life. This is what our outreaches is about. 
This is what the crusades are all about. This is what our leadership training is about. This is what our conferences are about. It's just this message. Amen. So I want to encourage you, man. Pray for us about this. Sponsor this financially. Give towards this. If you've got money to give, give towards this. We will use it and preach the gospel of Jesus. Amen. Just don't give to think God's going to prosper you by your giving. Give because you want the gospel being preached. That's the only thing. Amen. Now, well, today I haven't even spoken about finances. This was all I said. Well, if you just do that, do that. Amen. Uh, I think by next week, I hope so, um, the, you will be able to donate with a credit card. I spoke to the bank yesterday, no, on Friday, I spoke to the bank and they said to me that um, everything is the way it's supposed to be. It will take another think, three or four days in next week, then everything will work and then we'll have to get the programmer to program all those settings into the website and then we'll work. So, thank God for all of that. And thank you that you've listened to this. I just believe that this uh, congregation is going to grow. If you've watched this, you're not part of the web church, you would love to become part of the web church. Remember, we've got a web pastor that can contact you um, once, once a month by telephone and you can have contact with the web pastor once, whenever you want, via Skype or the uh, internet. I mean, if you watch this now, you must have broadband or ADSL. So, if you've got broadband, you can speak to the pastor over Skype. You, if you've got a problem or something, you can explain it. We will help you in the message of grace and get you established in the message of grace. So, make use of this. If you want to become a member of this church, you are more than welcome. Um, we would love to have you on the family. Uh, we, I spoke to the web designer in, in this week. I said to him, uh, just about, I spoke to him about the web church website. We'll have a separate website for the web church. And so, um, he's also excited about that. We're busy with all of that, the planning for that. Uh, so, man, in early next year, we will have that website up. And I'm excited about all of that. I know this website is going to grow. Become part of it. Slot into this. Get your friends to know about this. It will just bless people's lives. They've also got a right to feel the love that you felt while I preached this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just bless you. Father, I speak the blessing of God over this whole congregation and everybody that listened. I say to you, you are special to God and you are special to me and my family as well. It's wonderful to be part of this family. In Jesus' my name. Go and be blessed and stay in the grace of God. Amen.